0: I am reaching, but I fall, and the night is closing in, as I stare into the void, to the whirlpool of my sin. Those, of course, are the words of Jean Valjean in the musical, and now the movie, the excellent movie, by the way, Les Miserables both of which, the musical and the movie, based on the Victor Hugo novel of the same name. Jean Valjean says those words after the Bishop of Dignes has extended to him the mercy and forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Mercy and forgiveness that Jean Valjean did not deserve. And he knew it. He knew he didn't deserve it. Most of you know the story I've spoken about Les Mis before in homilies, but for the benefit of the few who might not. The basic plot centers around this man named Jean Valjean, who lives in France at the very beginning of the 19th century, after the French Revolution. Valjean spends almost 20 years behind bars doing hard labor on a chain gang, all for stealing a loaf of bread to feed his starving sister and her child. It's not exactly what I would call perfect justice. So as you might imagine, Jean Valjean comes out of prison, a very bitter and angry man, full of hate, full of unforgiveness, ready to get even with the world that has robbed him of so much. And because of the yellow ticket that he's forced to carry around and show to everybody, which identifies him as a condemned criminal, a paroled criminal, nobody treats him kindly. Nobody, that is, except that saintly bishop. The holy man takes Valjean in, he feeds him, gives him a place to stay for the night. Valjean responds to these acts of love and kindness on the part of the bishop, By ripping the guy off, he steals some of his silver, puts it in a sack, goes off into the night, gets caught. He was never a very good thief, didn't do well stealing the loaf of bread, didn't do well stealing the silver. The police bring Valjean back to the bishop. Well, both the thief and the police are shocked when the bishop insists that he gave the silver to Valjean as a gift. He even chastises the criminal for leaving behind part of the present, two valuable silver (laughs) candlesticks. The police, of course, are forced to let Jean Valjean go, so they leave the scene. At that point, the bishop says to Jean Valjean these words, and here I'm quoting from the musical. But remember this, my brother, see in this some higher plan. You must use this precious silver to become an honest man. By the witness of the martyrs, by the passion and the blood, God has raised you out of darkness. I have bought your soul for God. I should mention that in the new movie version of the story, They changed that last line to, I have saved your soul for God, which I like even better. I think it makes the point even more powerfully. At that moment, grace, God's grace, is offered to Jean Valjean, the grace of forgiveness, the grace that Jesus Christ died on that cross and rose from the dead to give to him and to give to all of us, to every human person. Well then, Valjean goes through an internal struggle. He's been touched by this act of kindness on the part of the bishop. And deep down inside, he decides he wants to change. But he wonders, how can he? How can he just wipe away the past, his terrible past, and live a new life? Well, the simple answer is, my brothers and sisters, he can't. He can't merit this grace that will change his life and make him pleasing to God. Which is precisely why he says those words I quoted to you at the beginning of my homily. I am reaching, but I fall. In other words, I'm trying to escape from my past, escape from my sins, live a new life. But by my own power, by my own merits, I know I can't do it. And thus the night is closing in as I stare into the void to the whirlpool of my sin, a whirlpool that's threatening to take me down forever. Of course, the good news for Jean Valjean was he didn't have to do it by his own power and merits. As the bishop reminded him, by the passion and the bloods, That is to say, by the passion and blood of Jesus Christ, the grace of justification, the grace that could cleanse him and make him pleasing to the Lord, that grace had already been purchased for him by Jesus. All Valjean needed to do was accept it. And if you know the story, you know he did. I mentioned this this morning in the context of my homily on the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord because I think in all of this we learn an important lesson about baptism and about the grace of baptism, which is what the Church refers to as sanctifying grace. Sanctifying grace makes us pleasing to God. And it's the grace that we need to have in our souls if we want to get into heaven someday. Sanctifying grace, don't leave earth without it. But you see, this is a grace that we cannot merit or earn initially. We can't, it's impossible. And that's a tough idea for many Catholics to swallow because I think there are many Catholics out there who think that they can earn the grace of salvation By their own good deeds. Not possible. If you ask Catholics and many other Christians the question, why should God let you in heaven someday when you die? Many of them will respond by saying things like, well, I think God should let me into heaven because I've obeyed the commandments. Or they'll say, well, I think God should let me into heaven because I've performed many, many acts of charity love, service in my life. Or they'll say, well, I think God should let me into heaven because I've been a really good person. Or something along those lines. I hope everyone here realizes all those answers I just mentioned are wrong. They're wrong. Please hear this, and this is official Catholic Church teaching. The only reason God will let you or me or anybody else into his eternal kingdom someday is not because of anything we have done for him. It's because of what his son, Jesus Christ, has done for us through his passion, death, and resurrection. We cannot save ourselves. It's impossible. God, in his mercy and love, has to save us which is precisely why he gave us this sacrament of baptism. Through baptism, we are freely given this grace that Jesus won for us on Good Friday and Easter Sunday. In fact, that's precisely what it means to have original sin taken away. Many people are confused as to what original sin is. Original sin is not like the personal sins that we commit every day and then confess in the confessional. Original sin is actually a lack of something. It's the lack of sanctifying grace. Original sin means that we come into this world without sanctifying grace in our souls. And as I said earlier, we need that grace in our souls if we want to get through the pearly gates someday. The early fathers of the Church used to say that when he was baptized by John, John the Baptist in the Jordan River, when that happened, they used to say, Jesus sanctified the waters. He made them holy. We are made holy by the waters of baptism. Jesus made the waters holy by being baptized that day. In other words, Jesus didn't need to be baptized because he had no sin. He received the baptism of John, which, by the way, had no power in and of itself to forgive sins. He did that to give us an example, to give us an example of what he wanted us to do after his resurrection. He did it as a sign of the fact that that the Christian sacrament of baptism would have the power to forgive sin and to bring us eternal life. Now, does that mean that keeping the commandments and doing good deeds and being a good person, that all of that isn't important? Is that what I'm saying here? No, not at all. Those things are extremely important. First of all, if we do not strive to keep the commandments every day, we will probably end up committing a mortal sin and losing sanctifying grace. And as I said earlier, if we die without sanctifying grace in our soul, there's only one direction our soul's going to go. And it's not up. Of course, the good news is, when you do lose sanctifying grace by committing a mortal sin, you can always get it back. That's what the sacrament of confession is for. And secondly... Even though we can't merit the initial grace of salvation, we can grow in sanctifying grace by our acts of charity, by our acts of love, by our acts of kindness, by our virtuous deeds, and thus have a higher place in heaven when we finally get there. Not surprisingly, we also see this truth beautifully illustrated in Les Miserables, once again by Jean Valjean. No, he could not merit the initial grace of salvation that came to him through that saintly bishop. But if you know the story, for the rest of his life, by his acts of love and mercy and sacrifice, Jean Valjean did grow in that grace. So much so that at the very end of Valjean's life, his son-in-law Marius could say to Cosette, Valjean's daughter, Cosette, your father is a saint. From criminal to saint. By the power of God's grace. That's what Les Miserables is all about. That's why every Catholic should see the movie. Listen again now to these words from our second reading, which I will use to conclude my homily this morning. I read this again because almost everything that I've just said to you is summarized in these few short verses from St. Paul's letter to Titus. He says, For the grace of God has appeared, saving all, and training us to reject godless ways and worldly desires and to live temperately, justly, and devoutly in this age as we await the blessed hope, the appearance of the glory of the great God and of our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to deliver us from all lawlessness and to cleanse for himself a people of his own, eager to do what is good. But when the kindness and generous love of God our Savior appeared, not because of any righteous deeds we had done, but because of His mercy, He saved us through the bath of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. That's the sacrament of baptism. Whom He richly poured out on us through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that we might be justified by His grace and become heirs in hope of eternal life, to which Jean Valjean would say a very big amen, and hopefully so do we.